Welcome to Gritty Girls, the podcast. I'm Jillian Christie, and my passion and calling is really all about helping as many women realize that they have a scalable superpower, grit. If you're into hearing from badass, world-class women who just happen to be top chefs, athletes, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, artists, and activists on how they achieve their loftiest goals despite their greatest life challenges, then you don't want to miss the Gritty Girls podcast. Your journey to get inspired by phenomenal women around the globe and to learn how to cultivate more grit in your life starts now. In my next conversation, I get to chat with the incomparable combination of brains, beauty, and unstoppable determination. And those are Jennifer Lopez's least interesting qualities. I love this conversation so, so much, and you're going to glean such great insights from it that I've decided to make it in two parts. She's a STEM queen, and she has a lot to tell us and teach us about the road to the moon and back, literally. We'll learn about how she overcomes gender and age discrimination in the historically male-dominated space of, well, space. She is a National Geographic explorer, and she is the head of business development for both commercial and civil space, as in outer space. Without further ado... Jennifer Lopez. Hi, how are hey, you? Yay. Good, good. So good how are you? Your face. <laughs> yes, you too. Your lighting looks great. <laughs> Thank you. I have a, I have a light on. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> you have great natural light there, though. It looks like. It looks oh, great. yeah, yeah. The, the the natural light in here is really nice, um, and the view is great. Is right by the Brooklyn Bridge, so it's oh. really nice to get to see. Oh, we're on the Manhattan side. So oh, we, wow. Yeah, we're literally right next to the bridge. So when you look outside of the window, uh, the you, you see that iconic, you know, view of, of the bridge, literally like 50 feet away from us, which is nice. I love that. So, Years ago, I, I, I lived there for a few months, kind of on the Brooklyn <laughs> side, and I uh-huh. run the Brooklyn Bridge. It was my favorite thing to do. It was so nice, just like you know, go for a jog, but then run across yeah. the bridge. It was just, oh, it was so amazing. It's so yeah. nice. Thank uh, you so much for having me. This is great, oh, uh, and I'm glad that you're you're doing this. Um, yeah, and and I just you know I've been so lucky in my whole career to um, you know be able to work <laughs> with some amazing women like yourself, and mm-hmm. I'm just always so amazed that, you know, I think, you know, from my own experiences as well, like seeing us as a, mm-hmm. you know, a female race of sorts, kind of breaking through a lot of the, the red tape and, and, you know, kind of making our own way and, and, mm-hmm. you know, trailblazing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always amazed when, when, um, you know, when I get to hear people's stories that I, I admire so much. So yeah. I want to share that with everyone. Oh, I love it. That's great too. But yeah, which makes a huge difference because, you know, going through that, as you're just describing, learning those or just uh, having a bit more of an understanding of of those experiences or getting that exposure, especially at a younger age, it just gives you a little more confidence. That's what it's all about. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. doing, following your heart, your, your passion, Mm -hmm. following what it is you want to do and, and kind of being instilled with that, 
with that encouraging confidence that you can mm-hmm. really achieve anything you put your, your yeah. heart and your mind to mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, rolling up your sleeves and a little elbow grease sometimes. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little of that along the way. Totally. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess I'd love to start with, um, as a, as a child, did you always grow up knowing I love science? I love, you know, I want to be in STEM as a woman mm-hmm. or where did the passion, where did it all come from? Did you witness it from someone or did you just have it in your heart? Yeah. Um, it's interesting in the way that you framed it. I, I actually was one of those growing up I was always interested in, in, just curious about the world and um, interested in science and technology and space, of course. I mean, it started at a very early age, or at least my passion for for space and science and tech started uh, at a very early age. I was in just, as I was saying, naturally curious about the world or universe and how things worked. Um, And so it actually first started with my elementary school um, uh, that I attended in Texas, which is called Scobie Elementary, where I was first introduced to space exploration and, and science and, and technology. It was named after uh, Commander Francis R. Scobie from the Challenger Shuttle Mission in 1986. And our school was branded space and, and NASA. I mean, our mascot was an astronaut. Our school motto was reach for the stars. Um, we were the, the Scobie Challengers. Um, that was our, you know, our mascot. And I was also in the Young Astronauts Program because I was able to, you know, since I attended the school, um, and it was also where I, uh, was able to get introduced to, uh, computer science and science fairs and, uh, hackathons. And, um, it was also where I experienced my first computer, my first Apple computer and, wow. and just being able to learn, you know, remember I had keyboard class and, yes. um, uh, and that was really where I would say that the, where those seeds were planted that inspired me to continue to pursue, uh, science and um, and technology and space and going into college and um, I think being a part of that at a very young age, especially you know in that in that time frame, um, and when you have it, um, uh, when you have that that close proximity to it, and you're also encouraged you know by teachers or um, uh, other you know adults, uh, uh, faculty or educators, especially also coming from family members, I think it makes a big difference to really. Um, uh, to see, you know, you get that validation, like, oh, this is interesting. This is an area that I do like, and I am passionate about it. And I would like to continue to learn more. I want to know more. What what can I do? What are the possibilities? And so so that was really serendipitous too, though, right? Yeah. You're at Scobie Elementary. You're, (laughs) happens to be astronauts. Exactly. There's so much curriculum, (laughs) even more so focused on space and all these things. And it was just like the stars we're aligning for you, you know, right? Literally. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so, um, you know, looking back uh, and I still have my t-shirt from second grade. Um, I actually gave it to a colleague of mine who works at NASA to get different astronauts to sign it. Um, That was just something I was, because I, it was my prior work at the space station. I was, um, I would interface with astronauts and, and with a, a space station crew uh, quite a bit and faculty. So I would always, every time I met an astronaut, I would ask them to sign my shirt. Um, uh, because again, that was really the, the starting point for me um, that just uh, got me excited about wanting to know more about uh, science and space. And, um, and then through that experience, because I had participated in a number of science fairs and competitions and um, 
I, I then continued that into high school. And, and that's where I decided at that point, I said, okay, I love this area. Not quite sure exactly what I want to do. I remember seeing a movie like in, you know, in my freshman or sophomore year. And, um, uh, it was actually around, um, uh, molecular biology that the topic of it, um, also around, um, uh, I know it's going to sound a little uh, interesting, but infectious diseases. So almost kind of similar to what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, I just got really interested in that, in that area. And I said, okay, I want to pursue this. Um, you know, maybe I can go, I can study this in college, get my PhD and, and then, you know, see if I can work in the field and, or maybe even continue to, let's say, work at the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in, in Georgia. So, um, so that's when I started to study molecular biology and, and, uh, at the University of Texas at Austin and worked in a laboratory. It was a laboratory system for four years and got to work, you know, hands-on in that, in that environment, which was fascinating and really exciting. But that's when I think it also really was another turning point for me because I was seeing how, difficult it was uh, to get recognized or to get your work recognized, not just for, you know, the female minority female, but as um, you know, even for the men, you know, it's just, it was, a, it was a tough environment. Um, and I said, you know, I don't know if I necessarily, if my end goal is to maybe to get published in some medical journal somewhere, I mean, not to diminish that by any means, but for me, I, that's, I wanted to have um, to make, you know, make a difference, um, a lot quicker and to have, to, you know, have a bit more of a quicker trajectory in terms of, you know, um, um, uh, impacting, you know, um, in, in that particular area in a good way. And so totally. I decided to, um, through that experience, I decided to, to then pivot into, uh, business and looking at different, you know, types of technologies, working with different companies, moved to New York, um, I started working with a number of different companies here in New York. And, and then I started actually through that, uh, becoming, you know, coming back full circle back to, to NASA. So it was through that, um, uh, after I had worked with a number of different companies realizing, okay, this is actually where I want to go back into this particular area. And at the same time, I think all of those uh, seeing what was happening um, in the industry, all of those were converging around the same time frame. So I think it, it, it was meant to be in the sense that um, I was able to get all of this exposure to different types of expertise, business, marketing, international relations, um, uh, just different areas, also working with media companies and learning that, that industry, you know, quite, um, uh, quite uh, uh, intimately. And then, and then coming back and saying, okay, how can I bring all of these pieces together? And then given the work that I had done, um, uh, in the, in, in the past uh, working, you know, with, with scientists very closely, how can I bring all that together? And, and, and then that's then what led me to, uh, to my next, uh, the next phase in, in my career. So I, I, uh, so I, I, I didn't have a very clear, you know, push <laughs> path. I was definitely not one of those. And, and actually I think it helped me because yeah. it enabled me to then pick up a number of different skill sets in different areas. And, you know, like I said before, it was interesting to see how the space industry, how it was evolving through the eighties, nineties, early two thousands into today, where that is now. I think it, it's definitely helped, um, uh, uh, so I can bring all of those skill sets and, and that experience and expertise to bring all those pieces together 
to the to the work that I do today, which is and, uh, which and, is pretty exciting. And we're gonna so, definitely touch on that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely touch on that. But I wanna I wanna kind of go back to what you're saying because that's a such a it's such a reflective sentiment, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. all these amazing tools that I got mm-hmm. in my tool belt have really brought me to this place. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time mm-hmm. where okay, I'm picking up this infectious disease tool, I'm picking up <laughs> this um, you know marketing tool, I'm picking up now the business of space tool was there any at any moment was there a time when you were like gosh you know am I, I need to get on the one path did you ever feel discouraged or thought in your mind uh that you were maybe picking up too many tools ah uh, yes yes absolutely I think because it wasn't very clear especially with uh, you know as I was describing how the space industry was was also evolving, you know, in in, in parallel, uh, and it's still evolving. You know, it's still very early stage with a lot of these different or new opportunities that are popping up. But um, uh, yeah, I would say it it definitely was not clear, especially, and I would say at the same time as things were happening uh, in the periphery. So you know, the the idea that you know growing up you know, the, 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 the thought was that I could be able to, to procure or secure a particular position, a position and then stay in that position, you know, um, uh, climb the, the, the ladder, so the, to speak. The career the fairy ladder. tale that we think is real. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, to see what was happening after the financial situation, 2008. And, and that also played an interesting role because it really just, in my opinion, that completely did away with that, um, and, and to, at least to me, it, it completely diminished that that concept entirely. Where okay. then you were starting to see this um, increase of of people that were looking at you know different types of or were there the, the careers are just not as linear as they necessarily used to be. Um, it wasn't uh, it was much more common that you would um, have a number of different roles, you know, have positions in different companies, stay at a company or stay with a particular in a particular position for a few years and then go to something else. Um, whereas, you know, 10, 20 years earlier, it was just completely, you know, a different landscape. So I think um, it, there there were moments for me, uh, to go back to your question, there were moments for me that, that I, I felt, uh, oh, is this, you know, am I going into too many different directions or what exactly is, is happening? You know, not really seeing the, the end, end game, so to speak. And, and, you know, in some cases potentially taking a position, not knowing if it might've been the right decision, um, uh, you know, long-term, um, you know, it was something at the time that I, I know that I needed to do. And, um, uh, so those were, I think the moments where I was, you know, trying to understand, okay, is this really that should I be doing this? Did you ever feel like, oh, I'm starting all over, you know, did you ever feel like that? Um, I, I didn't, I did in some cases I I did where I, I felt, um, you know, as I was taking a new position or or there was one, just thinking of one particular example where, uh, I was working with an emerging technology company and the position itself was actually quite, you know, it was pretty high up. It was almost like a vice president level position. Um, uh, which is great, but the the industry that it was in was new for me. I have you know it's familiar to a certain degree in terms of the type of technology, not to you know too too much or not to a certain extent, but enough to where I could you know was, uh, learning 
uh, quite a bit, you know, in terms of that, that initial learning curve or the onboarding um, period at the beginning. Um, but I had enough expertise under my belt that I was able to apply to, to the position. But I think it was, that was one particular moment where I felt, oh, is this, even though I had a great title, but I was thinking, oh, is this somewhere where I'm, you know, going taking a step back? Is this really in the right direction? Um, and so I think what I tend to do, though, in those situations, one, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that I always try to look, you know, the silver lining or always try to look from a positive standpoint. I, I try to focus on the things that, okay, what are the things that I can do to contribute to this particular position? What are the things that I can learn? Um, I might not be here, you know, you know, for five, 10 years, but, you know, I'm going to, you know, work, to the best of my ability, I'm going to give it 110 percent, um, and 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 give it give it a shot, and and see you know see what what ends up happening. Um, and then of course there's other variables that are at play that have nothing necessarily to do with me. You know, if, let's say if there's a company acquisition or if there's um, uh, other changes, infrastructure changes, things that are happening that you know might shift you know, the, the direction or the vision, so to speak, but you can just have to kind of figure out, you know, how to move forward and, and keep, you know, with the flow, you go, go with the flow uh, as well. And, and like I said, how to make the, the best out of the situation and, and see, okay, how can I contribute and bring value and, um, and, you know, really do what I was set out to do in terms of why that they initially hired me, try to use that to the, to the next position. Life is fluid, right? And we find mm-hmm. ourselves useful and valuable in different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever think I'm making a huge mistake? Uh, uh, let's see. That's a great question. Or oh, did gosh. you, Jennifer? Or here's a <laughs> what is the biggest mistake you think you made, but you <laughs> but you came out on top because you learned so much from it. Well, there is a particular position I took that I um, I had two offers that I was looking at. Um, one was with an emerging tech company, and um, the other one was with a, uh, a, it was actually a film studio <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, which is completely, you know, different and, and not, um, you know, you, you think that's sort of outside the box or not exactly, uh, based on what I was just describing in terms of my career path. <laughs> um, but that being said, you know, when I was young, I, I also was fascinated with film. I, I was interested in that, but I thought, you know, I, I think my, my gut was telling me that I needed to go in the direction of, um, you know, the, this, the, the new, you know, emerging tech or the sort of the, that little bit more of a risk, um, in, in terms of taking that step and then thinking, okay, am I making the right decision? Is this the worst decision ever? <laughs> what am I, um, you know, what, what, what am I doing? And, and then looking back, uh, you know, I think it was one of the things that I'm glad that, uh, you know, to your point, I was able to take, um, a number of different experiences from that and use that leverage it to, to then to go to the next phase of my career. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't, I don't really have any experiences where I say, Oh, you know, this was a, you know, a big mistake or this is something I definitely wish I didn't do. I don't really have, or did you have one of those in life? Cause I know I've had a few. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like life life not career life yes yes definitely but that's a that's a conversation uh offline conversation I guess uh, um but 
you know, or, you know, just different things, you know, looking back, let's say like a school or, you know, university, um, you know, taking the right, uh, going the right path, you know, with that, or, um, uh, taking the jump to move to New York when I did, you know, those types of things, I think, you know, just, you know, looking back was, did I necessarily need to do it right at that moment? You know, could I have waited, you know, just, yeah. but I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, because I, no, totally. like I, I, to... I, I even, I hate using the word mistake, to be honest. Because yeah. I, I see everything I've done that wasn't necessarily, that didn't necessarily go as planned as like a lesson learned. Mm. Right? So yeah, or, you know, true objective, I guess. Um, <laughs> so what would you say in life and or career that you, you still struggle with? Oh gosh. Um, I would say maybe second guessing myself. You know, just uh, always, you know, I'm usually very confident or when I know that I'm, you know, trying to do something, even if it's something that I might not be quite familiar with or, um, uh, you know, wanting to take a, take a chance, take a risk or try to learn something new. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it's a little bit of, of that. There's, there's still a little bit of that doubt, but I think we all sort of go through that in various various levels or various, you know, times of our, of our life. But, um, I think there's, um, uh, a little, a little bit of that in, in terms of, you know, from a professional aspect and, and from, um, uh, on the personal side, but then, you know, I, I, it's interesting because I go through that, that moment, you know, I'll have the, those thoughts and then, you know, I start to say, or start to think of other instances or other examples. Um, you know, let's say, if there if there's something I'm taking on from a work perspective where I feel uh, let's say um, um, you know some some folks that well they're not qualified or not you know don't have the experience to do something but they're doing those things or right. you know and they'll look at that and say hey well why can't I you know do something similar um, that's it's uh, good, or that's a good one because I feel like you were saying like we all mm-hmm. have that like that ah, I don't I don't know I'm second guessing myself some mm-hmm. some go as far as like imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. and I know for me and there's lots of different degrees of, of that sort of thing and I know one of them is I'm not an expert you know I'm not an expert mm-hmm. in this thing mm-hmm. or this thing so I can't do mm-hmm. that um, and it's mm-hmm. interesting I saw a statistic uh, on on job searching where men mm-hmm. would look at job qualifications and they would meet I think 60 percent of the qualifications or 40 even I think it was a yes I think I heard something about this and they women, would apply they, anyway they would apply anyway and women wait till yeah. they have a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah yeah what does that say you know what yeah. does that tell you about the people the, the men that are in power or you know oh, yeah. <laughs> that there's more um one this let's say discrimination but there's more what's the word I'm looking for um uh more uh scrutiny uh, on women uh or, and or how we scrutinize ourselves oh, but yet oh, we yeah. allow you know men that are less qualified or uh whatever the case may be to be able to exactly to your point to be able to go after those things I think that's something that's yeah, it, that's pretty wild. fascinating. When I saw the when I saw the the disparity in percentage, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just I was blown away, and it actually, you know, it shocked me at first. Not sh- I wouldn't say shocked; it was just kind of jarring, and I was like, well, it also inspired me. Uh, entrepreneur in general, you always hear them saying, you know, you don't you take it anyways. You do the job, and you figure it out, and you learn as you go. You mm-hmm. may not be an expert. Mm-hmm. You do the things, but I've actually only seen 
men entrepreneurs give that advice. So it all makes sense. Ah, that's interesting too. Yeah. Or I was actually looking at this recently when um, I saw, oh gosh, I think it was um, when I saw that they had a camp, they just recently had come out with the, the, the latest um, software update for uh, the Apple iPhone. And it was like the, I think it's the latest software update where you can change iOS, iOS 14. Yes where you can change your screen, you can, you can customize it. And I saw a, a couple of tweets that showed where you can even change the, um, the actual categories or the symbols for, for different apps. You can change what those look like too. And I thought that was really interesting. So there was one, one person that changed those apps to the founders of all of those companies. So when you look at the screen, the majority of them is all men. You know, there's yeah. only one woman, which was Susan Wojcicki from, from YouTube and everybody else, you know, all men. Um, but you know, I was thinking about this recently, how, you know, some of these founders are also, you know, like the founder of Facebook, um, you know, didn't finish college. Um, <laughs> other big founders that didn't finish college or, um, you know, like Elon Musk, you know, there's other examples where there's just pure or sheer will and, and, and confidence and, uh, and combination of other, you know, personality or other things, other factors. But yeah, um, it's, it's fascinating. I think that's something we should definitely just be, to continue to be aware of and as, as women or, you know, the, as others that don't have, you know, that, that we think that we have that, um, that, or we cast that doubt on ourselves. Totally. If, you and, know, if that's, that's a for others, you know. Yeah, actually. And, and, and believing in yourself is a huge element of grit. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're talking about kind of getting to, um, a destination of sorts or achieving a goal or starting a business mm-hmm. or all these things, it's mm-hmm. that, it's that brass, like, I'm con- I can do this. I got this mm-hmm. no matter what I can make it happen. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's sometimes a fine line between like, okay. <laughs> and also <laughs> in just confidence, right? There's a, there's an arrogance, there's a confidence line, but it's definitely yeah. a huge, huge element in being able to persevere, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think along those lines too, is having a great support system. And, and some of us are so blessed uh, to have that and some aren't, yeah. and that's yep. so unfortunate. And, and mm-hmm. would you say, um, like, where did you, cause here, you know, you started from, from science, science, and now you're in like mm-hmm. almost like business science. If you, I don't know, mm-hmm. simplifying mm-hmm. terms, mm-hmm. Or it's, but yeah, it is our business space science, <laughs> business space science. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where would you say you develop your grit to, to kind of keep moving through, even through all the different lines mm-hmm. of the road? Mm-hmm. I, I love that question because um, looking back for me, I, when you were also mentioning just now about having that support system, I, I had a great support system in terms of teachers, you know, as I mentioned this earlier, educators, um, faculty, or at least with, with school. Um, I also, you know, family uh, was a great support system, but I also had the naysayers or the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the people in my life that were close to me that would question because they didn't understand. They didn't understand science. They didn't understand it. And so they're, they're, only reaction is to uh, either negate it, to put it down or to question and not to try to understand, but to only react based on, on their perspective or their, what they think is, you know, in terms of their, um, through that lens of their reality. And, um, and so I think it was a combination of hearing those things 
in addition to uh, having certain experiences throughout school or other and other instances throughout, you know, my, the early stages of my life where, um, I questioned, you know, things or I felt, you know, if I didn't fit in or if I, you know, there was a couple moments where I was bullied in, in school oh, and, no. uh, yeah. And, and so, um, I think at the time, of course, you feel like your world is, you know, when you, when you're hit with those things and you experience that you, your world is, it's all consuming. It's all you see. But when you take a step back or when, once you get through that moment and then, you know, time passes and then you're able to see it for what it is, it, it, it actually, uh, it was, um, a tool. It gave me that confidence to almost to go out and prove, prove them wrong or to, mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know what, if they're questioning me on this, let me show them, let me show them why, let, you know, let me show why this is what I'm interested in or why I'm passionate about this, um, and and prove them, prove them wrong. Um, I love, love, love to hear that. I love it. (laughs) I mean, I can't help but, but think this is when you have those naysayers, even as well-intentioned as they may be, because Mm -hmm. sometimes they're family, sometimes they're friends and they they don't understand. And they don't Um, understand. Yeah. But I, I can't help but, but think that that just, that sits in your psyche and you, you soak it up. And I think that's part of where our own self-doubt comes from is from mm-hmm. outside factors. And it's like a mm-hmm. lifelong journey of kind of tuning out the mechanism mm-hmm. and believing in our, and trying to just trust ourselves and believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how you say that's a tool. It's a tool because now you can look back and you can say, Oh, look, I made it this far. I mm-hmm. did this and no one thought I could, you know, mm-hmm. I believed in myself and I made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to a young girl that was, that's maybe in the same position as you are, mm-hmm. maybe they're being bullied, maybe, maybe they're, they're being met with, um, you know, opposition to mm-hmm. their dreams or to anything mm-hmm. really in their, mm-hmm. in their current life. What kind of advice would you tell them knowing what you know now, um, through, through all of <laughs> right. the journey? Yeah, I, I think, um, gosh, well, first I would say, I think what, what's helpful is for, for, for you to know what you're passionate about. You know, what are the things that excite you? Figure that, figure those things out. Um, also don't limit yourself to necessarily just what you see. I think now we're in a, a an interesting time, especially now, but even looking back the past 10, 15, 20 years, but um, you know, there are things that exist now or jobs or careers or opportunities that exist now that didn't exist then. And so always looking, you know, sort of, you know, outside or thinking outside the box and looking at particular opportunities that might, you know, help, you know, to, to then drive, you know, your career or your path even further. Um, and then, uh, I would say also look at, uh, those experiences, um, uh, and try not to take it so seriously in terms of when people bring, try to bring you down there. That was one of the things I wish I would have heard. Um, or if, if somebody would have reminded me, at least, especially in those moments, that, that most of the time, as you just described, it's their own issues or their their own things that they're worried about, limited understanding or limited awareness or education or them understanding about something in particular. Um, and so having that in my back pocket, I think it would have helped me to get through those moments, I think, a bit, a bit better, um, is to, to think of it as, you know, when 
you know, when somebody's uh, either trying to bring you down or weigh you down, it's usually because of their own, um, you know, their own issues or their own, you know, shortcomings or other things that are going on. Um, and that's taken me a long time to realize. I think even as adults, <laughs> I still see that. Um, I mean, I see adults, you know, are get going into, you know, even older age where it's that, that tends to always be the case in some way, you know, if it's family or if it's with colleagues, friends. Um, and so I think one of the things that I've done is to not, um, uh, as sometimes as hard as it might be to, to not put myself around people like that, uh, to, really? to cut, cut off from that and to try to only surround myself with people that, that lift me up, that are confident in me, that, uh, don't question, don't make me feel like I'm second guessing myself. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then I would say, uh, also to, you know, in terms of using it as a tool, I think it's really powerful when you're going through those moments. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, it was a way for me to, I wanted to prove them wrong and that's not necessarily, you know, somebody has to do that per se, but I think, um, you know, looking at it for, for what it is and trying to see, okay, how can I, um, how can I continue to, 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 uh, proceed, you know, to move forward, to, uh, um, pursue my, my interest, my, my passion and, uh, and not be distracted or, or, you know, um, dissuaded by, by somebody else's, um, uh, you know, negative inputs or their, their thoughts about it. You know, I always look at one of the things that I've done, uh, you know, there was, um, I was one of these TEDx talks that I gave, uh, I forgot how many years ago. And it was with a high, a, a, a group of high school students. It was actually at, at, at their high school in California. And there's a, sh- a photo that I show of, um, uh, a, a world renowned scientist. She's, you know, two time Nobel laureate, uh, Marie Curie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a photo of her sitting with all of these world renowned physicists and chemists and um, astrophysicist, you know, uh, Albert Einstein is in the photo and she's the only woman in the picture. And so, you know, I look at that and, and, you know, it's almost similar to the photo that we see or we've seen recently with Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh-huh. when she's sitting and, or she's standing in the photo with her uh, university class. I don't know if it was, at I believe Harvard. it might've been at Harvard. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. It's, it's literally just her and, and a group full of men and, and I think of those experiences too, that, that I try to think of that as, okay, how can I look at that when I'm in these moments of doubt or not sure because I'm listening to other people where they're telling me not to do something, even though that I know I'm passionate about it. You know, I was, I've been passionate about science, all uh, different aspects of science, biology, chemistry, you know, physics, and of course, uh, different aspects of space. Since I was very young, as I had uh, described, and and so along the way, I would hear people that would that would question that, and like I said, and try to to say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should go into something else. So this is yeah. their, you know that's not uh, worth your time. And and because again, you know, the lack of understanding or you know with whatever was going on with that particular person. So I always refer to those photos too because I think it's something something that's so powerful. Um, you know, what were they, what would have they, or what were they experiencing, you know, that made, you know, for them to continue to pursue their path and to, uh, proceed forward anyway, even with all of the, 
the obstacles and, and those, you know, those being the minority some, or. <laughs> yeah. And those two in particular uh, examples you use are in particularly mm-hmm. gritty women for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so important. That's why I love gritty girls. The podcast too is, is bringing, you know, like Jennifer, you're on and then next mm-hmm. week it'll be, you know, someone else, but it's, it's sharing the stories is so important. So you can see that because the story yeah are like the pictures that you, that mm-hmm. inspire you, mm-hmm. right? It's like, mm-hmm. I, what would they tell me? What, mm-hmm. what would, you know, what kind of advice would they give me? And so mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's just so important to keep spreading and sharing and mm-hmm. it's not, we're not anomalies. We didn't get to this place that we really, you know, wanted to be at because, Oh, we got lucky. We worked really mm-hmm. hard and, you know, within the constraints of, I mean, there's so many factors that, that can keep you from getting to mm-hmm. anywhere you're trying to get. And one of them mm-hmm. just happens to be, uh, you know, being a female uh, in our yeah. case, you know, and, and right, I, right. I don't necessarily like to harp on that, but it is, it's just a reality. Yeah. Reality. Yep. I've experienced it. I know I have mm-hmm. friends who have, I've, I've heard so many mm-hmm. stories. Is there any, ever a time where you felt a little discriminated because of that in your field? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and still do, um, uh, every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the things I was going to go back to when you were asking me, you know, what are some of the things that I would, what is the, what is the advice that I would give? And with the question you just asked, I think, um, you know, throughout my entire, I would say personal life, professional life, <laughs> I've been in all sorts of situations where, um, and it, it, it goes both ways. You know, it was either questioning because of my age or questioning mm-hmm. because of my background, my expertise, uh, my gender, my, um, my culture, you know, um, looking at all of these different areas and in certain situations where I felt like I was, you know, a bit of, um, um, a fish out of water or I was, you know, not, um, I was, um, let's say minority, but I was not, you know, didn't quite fit with the rest of the, the, the group or fit. I mean, with you the were, you were the situation. minority. Yeah. You're, the, yeah. you're the woman in science and tech. And or, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and all that, that, and I think too, you, you said you touched on age and I think, uh, you know, at least in my experience, um, I mean, age, there's, there's ageism everywhere, but I think it's, yes, you're there a female. Is. Yeah. And you're young. There's yes. no, there's just no hope. It, it feels hopeless. Yes, it feels like that. Yes. I was actually just talking about this recently because I was saying ageism for, for us, it feels like you are constantly at every every phase of your life, you're justifying, you know, a particular phase, depending on, you know, the age that you're, or the age range that you're in. Or I feel like when, when it comes to, and not to be, you know, you know, us versus them or anything, but when it comes to men, I feel like it's, it's a completely different totally. uh, situation. No, you know, no questions, no. And then of course, don't even, you know, get, not even to get started on like the family aspects, but, um, I don't even have yeah. a, a family of my own yet, but I could talk all day about that. Oh, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was just describing that. I said, you know, it's interesting because you feel you know, that you're always justifying You're all in certain ways. You're always having, having to, um, to build, build your case. Exactly. Whereas it, 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 it felt like that in every facet of, of, you know, since going back to in college and, um, and oh, yeah. even back then, you know, having to continue to justify. And, and that's what I was going to say earlier in terms of advice is, you know, going through all of that and where I am today, I think it's, 
just remind reminding yourself, especially when you're young, is that you just to let let yourself know that you have a place that you you're you have just as much um, uh, as an importance as anybody else, you know, or if looking at from a gender perspective or age standpoint. Um, yeah. (laughs) And that's something that I, you know, just looking back, um, I wish I would have, you know, had, or at least just had be reminded. Um, and, 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 you know, I can also say that going through those experiences has definitely made me stronger. It's, it's, it's made me more, um, uh, to try to want to persevere, to get through it, to, to come out on the other side and to not pay attention to, to the, that noise, to you know, yeah. pay attention to that as a distraction um, and to show that, okay, you know, to prove, you know, why, you know, why I should be, be there, my, prove my value. And um, did you ever uh, feel like, you know, you had to play like you're one of the guys, you know, or anything to like, feel like you're accepted yeah, yeah. Um, especially in science and, and or in the science industry and space, working in a lab, um, felt like that then too. I think, um, you know, like I said, just to try to get recognition. Um, uh, I think another thing that really helped, um, and I didn't mention this before, was when I was in high school, I actually played soccer. Um, mm-hmm. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school um, oh. in Texas. And so we, yeah, so we, we wore uniforms. I think that was something that really helped as well, because even though there were other things that you're dealing with, you know, I mean, it's classic, classic high school mentality. There's always stuff there, but, um, I think what really helped was when I played soccer, one, you, you're playing, I think that the group of girls that I played with, you know, we all felt like we were part of this. We were, we had this, you know, we're a team and we're all together. We were all experiencing in our own ways, you know, a number of different things, um, you know, figuring out what we wanted to do and getting through high school. But I think that also really instilled the, um, a little bit of that toughness because at the time when we were playing soccer, this was, um, you know, not to date me, but this was like early, it was a nineties timeframe and, um, it, soccer women playing soccer at that time, it was seen as, as a, a joke, you like, know, it oh, was you're playing a boy sport. Yes. Yeah. No, we were, we were also asked, remember even being asked by coaches at our school because I was really tall and they said, Oh, you should play basketball, play volleyball, don't play soccer at the way time, you know, join this team, you know, come with us. And I remember thinking, what? You know, no, I, I don't like those sports. Soccer for me is, is, you know, I was so passionate about it. Um, and so I just mentioned that not to say that everybody has to necessarily play a team sport to experience right. that, but it just, I think there were some, some learning lessons from that, that really instilled in me to, to push through because we were all seen as a team mm. as less than just because of the sport that we played. And I was thinking, okay, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. and it could just open my eyes to another form of, in terms of having that experience of feeling less than or the discrimination and other things that we experienced like um, tone down or mm-hmm. overcompensate other parts of you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of, it's just, it's, um, it's awful. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, for lack of a better term. It's just not fun. Um, yeah. having you, you're always constantly, at least in my experience, I always feel like I was I was kind of molding myself to the situation. Yeah, yep, so, exactly. I wasn't standing out as the woman mm-hmm. of the group. I was just one of the guys and, mm-hmm. and you know, I was yeah. 
And it's, it's yeah, and I did that too in mm-hmm. some of my early first positions in terms of my career. Even in, in like I said, in college when I was in the lab, I definitely definitely yeah. did that. Is it's I mean, just your that's your defense mechanism? It's it's what you do. You're sort of in survival mode. You're you're thinking, okay, I gotta I gotta be part of the, the guys. I have to you know you know try to toughen up and and you know kind of assimilate and to be accepted. I mean, that's, that's how you're thinking, you know, and then you're also thinking, okay, I want to show, you know, all the other things I was mentioning about showing your value and contributing to, to the team or to the position. And so you're then, you know, thinking with that mindset, which is something that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we shouldn't have to feel like we have to do that just to be able to be in a place, you know, in terms Absolutely. of work or, yeah. yeah. Absolutely shouldn't. And, but you know, it's, what's just kind of randomly popping into my mind too is, you know, cause we talk about we're silver lining people and I'm definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know there's a term now and I, I don't want to go down that path, but toxic positivity is a thing now. So uh, I'm trying to make sure I'm not toxically positive, but what popped into my mind. <laughs> I haven't even was, heard of that yet. Oh my God. Oh, I just so started funny. hearing about it and I was like, okay. oh, no, a new term. Or, so, or somebody's overly positive. Where it's like, it's, there's just not enough <laughs> realisticness happening in their uh, mind. Like, to oh, okay. toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm probably butchering it. I just learned of it. It's always <laughs> a new term. I'm like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but, but what popped in my mind when we we're talking about this is mm-hmm. I have similar uh, stories. A lot of other friends of ours have similar stories, women in, mm-hmm. in you know, male dominated industries and whatnot. And it makes me think though, in a, in a positive fashion, our minds were constantly figuring out how, to make mm-hmm. things work. Mm-hmm. And I think that mental fortitude, um, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of, we definitely shouldn't have had to do it, but mm-hmm. I strengthened our, our, um, resolve, right. Because mm-hmm. it, it strengthens mm-hmm. that, that mental, um, um, what's the word it's evading me. It, it strengthens that mental, the mental game in life. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, not not to say like, oh, we have to play games and fit in. But if men are never thinking about how do I, you know, kind of fit into this puzzle piece, if they're never mm-hmm. having to think through that or solve that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that problem or issue or challenge, then they're not using that part of their brain that we're using. Right. But they should. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's a problem yeah. solving mentality that we're, we're figuring it out, you know, and, and it's also a humbling one too. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. But, um, but sometimes, especially when you're young and you don't know any better, you want to suck it up and you want to be a mm-hmm. part of the team for your own personal, um, interest, right? Mm-hmm. You like, want to move mm-hmm. forward in this industry or whatnot. And I, I revere women so much who stand up even at that young age and say, I'm not going to take this, da, da, da. but I yeah. think it taught me so much by yeah. kind of moving through that young, unknowing, uh, life of like a male dominated, like I worked in, um, sports marketing and it was mm-hmm. all, it was skateboarders, it was motorsports, uh, Red Bull, and all of my colleagues and all of the athletes I managed and all the things, I mean, they're all, they're all male. Um, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great and I loved it, but, but I definitely was constantly, and I, I can't help but, but think that that has molded who I am today. And I, mm. sometimes I think about I'm like, who, what different person would have come about if I, yeah. If, maybe, if you didn't have to do that or didn't yeah. have to focus on that. Yeah. That's Very interesting. interesting. 
it's interesting uh-huh. to think about. But I think yeah. all in all, um, I would attribute it, it gains, it gives us strength in a lot of ways, yeah. mentally mm-hmm. and otherwise. What is the best advice anyone has ever given you in your lifetime? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. To stay curious, to always, you know, to, this is always question, but to um, make sure that you're maintaining that sense of curiosity or that, that questioning aspect. Um, I think that's something that's really served me well, you know, at least in terms of, well, of course, you know, looking at work, but just, you know, trying to um, look at the bigger picture, you know, when you're in, in the sort of in the weeds, so to speak, and you're in the middle of a lot of things. And I think um, it's, it's helped for me to, to do that in those moments or to take a step back and to, you know, kind of um, uh, detach for, for a moment to, to process. And um, so I think that that's something that's really been a, a common thread um, and great piece of advice that I've held on to throughout uh, my life so far. Um, so I, I would that. say, yeah, I, I would say that it's something that's it, it's just a, a great thing that can apply to different areas. Um, and it's something that's also kept me curious about wanting to to continue to learn, um, you know, different aspects of, of science or other areas that I've always been curious and passionate about since I was very young. Stay curious. What great advice. I love this conversation so much, and I hope you did too. Come back next Tuesday for part two with Jennifer Lopez. We're really going to deep dive into the project she's working on, how she got to work on such incredible projects um, leading up to this point in her career and life. Um, We'll talk about going to the moon in 2021 and into the future. So you don't want to miss that. And I hope y'all have a great week. Stay curious, stay gritty. I'm Jillian Christie, and this is Gritty Girls. Thanks for listening.